take a second to look at like what episode number this is. Oh, there it is. Now we're getting waveforms. <clears throat> Let's see. Cover my balls up. <clears throat> in case they get wily. Number 89. 89, huh? 89. How about that? I believe that. We've done this that many times. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, fuck it. Yeah. Let's I mean, yes. Fuck time it. to hike up our pants and um, talk about some racist shit. Hope to... <laughs> Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I, um, <clears throat> if you listen to the No Nonsense Trivia podcast, you know that I'm pretty much just a pretty face. Uh, Lee does Word. a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, he, uh, you know, he, it's it's kind of his brainchild. Um and here, I guess this is kind of mine, but in true Mark fashion there, uh, I also don't really give much of a fuck about <laughs> keeping track of stuff, etc. Um, this is episode 89, 89. we were talking yep. uh, earlier, and that is, of course, the voice of my humble and beautiful, <laughs> uh, charmingly handsome. Thank you. Seth. How are you, Seth? I try to keep it contained. Well, you know. I don't want everybody out there just going, you know, like... Uh, Getting cooked in my glow, so to speak. In the words of Soul Asylum, don't let your dim light shine, <laughs> please. It's it's it seems like it feels like we like crept up on eighty nine, doesn't it? I was telling, I I was saying how many episodes we've done of this. I was like talking to someone about like hearing your own voice mm -hmm. and getting used to it, and I said two hundred and fifteen ish episodes, yeah, of no nonsense and. 85 86 episodes of of this and people were like you've done that many and i'm like yeah it's wild it is we are slowly creeping up on 100 and the other part is um you're mentioning hearing your own voice it's i've i was just discussing with you that we've uh i have gone back and listened to a lot of things and seen how you know i i, I treated these episodes and how i reacted to a lot of things and i uh one of the big things was obviously stepping all over you in the early days you know kind of speaking when i shouldn't um and waiting my turn and i didn't do that and i've learned so much about how to have a conversation in this uh context and in, in regards to what we're doing i've also come to find that listening back to my own voice and hearing it on a consistent basis is one of the most healthy things i think i've ever done I will say that I still don't like the sound of my voice singing, um, and I don't think I ever will. Really? Um, but you can, you, I mean, you're sitting here saying that, and you know that you can sing. Well, I mean, I know that I can do something in key, mm -hmm. but I don't think, I've always said, I think, um, I think of myself as a decent um, harmonizer, um, and I am fine and comfortable in that role as a harmonizer. I do love harmonizing when it comes to being a main vocalist. I think any, uh, in large part, my days of singing 
like lead on anything or attempting to or are pretty much over okay um you know i think i'm happier just taking a back seat and just harmonizing here and there just backing people up yeah mm-hmm. however <clears throat> don't mind my voice on podcasts um me neither anymore. i think i've i think anymore. i've warmed up on it me too so me too happy about that i am too it's uh it's, i've now just to say this i've heard you saying mark you can sing leads i appreciate you're that. good at it i'm Thank not gonna you. say that you're a freaking you know Pavarotti. definitely not that but you are good at it so if you you know if you ever do want to dip your toes back into the lead vocals realm i don't think it would hurt you at all however Staying back there at backups is something that I'd have to insist that you keep doing because well, you're very, very good at that. I appreciate As another that. guy who's really, really good at that, I think I am. You are. Um, I, your I, backing you are vocals well. in bands past has always been a highlight to me. And um, Well, look at us just polishing <laughs> each other's dicks. Um, I do have to say that there are some backing vocals in this song Ooh. that will make your ears perk up oh yeah that'll just make you go what the fuck just happened mm-hmm. yeah they're, and they're they're very unusual backing vocals they what are what song are we doing mark today we're doing a little song by rod stewart he, so nice we had to do him twice mark with a, with a hit song every picture mark tells a story yes we did episode number 22 Ooh. was it done with the, the the fantastic Aaron Melcher. He was really good on the episode. Very I went funny. Back and listened. It was I love really that cute. we just grabbed him. It, we just grabbed threw him, him on. <laughs> he didn't know which way was up. <laughs> that was sixty six episodes ago. The last time that we touched Rod Stewart, and by touched, I mean you know just you know. listen to, not necessarily put our hands. Not the on. way he touches. Not the way he wants. Not the way Rod touches. No, <laughs> but it's been it's been sixty six episodes, and it's a it it's about damn time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one. Because um, he's. It's fertile ground. It is. It is. It is. The lyrics are just kind of dumb anyway. Um, and there's a couple things about them. They're awfully sexist. They're extremely racist. And of course, they are um, heralded uh, by guys who put Let's Go Brandon on their trucks. Um, uh, as this is back in a day where a fucking guy could be a guy when this was okay, so yeah, to speak. Like yeah, like very pumped about it. No, very, very pumped about a time. No, when people talk about like, why can't America go back to when it was great? Which is basically when everything was shitty for everybody except for white dudes. Right when you could you know point out the cultural differences and laugh at them in public and think that it was completely okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Women were tools. Anybody that was not white. Uh, was treated like was shit. A, was a victim of ridicule. Yeah, you could openly be anti-Semitic. Those were the days <laughs> that we long for it's, when we vote for whatever pieces of shit we're trying to vote for. The funny thing is, is that you could say, you know, people would try and blame this on, you know, oh, that was the way it was back then. But Mark, in the case of the lyrics that we're going to go over, I don't think that's the case. I think that the, the vast majority of the public, even at that time, probably said, well, that's some bullshit right there. Yeah, yeah, um, and this is one of those things where I can I can hear the people now just saying, "Well, this isn't uh, this isn't about him," um, and you know, I guess you you could make that argument. Um, it is still um, I, I would counter that argument with um, for a character who's telling this, you would think that there was going to be some kind of um, come comeuppance 
or some kind of moral to the story that would make it not okay to use the words that are used, but holy shit. And uh, from what I can tell, when he's done this song um, semi-recently, um, he has not changed it. Apparently has not amended anything. You're right. Yeah. Um, okay, before we go any further, can I just say mm. about this song that this song is a fucking mess. It is. It is. The a- beginning of this song, <laughs> I had to rewind like when the, the lyrics come in because I was like, what just happened? And I don't think they know what just happened. I don't think they did. It's this is I uh, I've been trying to get in the habit of watching the videos. There are only live videos not really worth watching. I mean, worth going over for this particular podcast. But I've been trying to listen to songs as well. And I've, I've known this song. I've been aware of this song. But when I started to pick it apart and pay attention to in context with the rest of the record, this might be the worst song on the record. I mean, it's pretty bad, and yeah. um, I, 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 even I kind of like the sound of it in a way. I mean, its messiness is somewhat beautiful. It's it's maybe got sort of an aesthetic, but Jesus Christ, the music, the lyrics, everything—it's just kind of all over the place. Not very organized. Not well put together. Um, it's just uh, it's a uh, it's like a it's like somebody went into a junkyard and pieced a song together. Yeah, um, uh, the rhythm is loose. This is Rolling Stone uh, reviewer John Mendelson. The rhythm is loose throughout most of the song, although it tightens in the coda. Um, the uh, Tim Eubank and Stafford Hildred, um, two uh, Stewart biographers, describe the music as a mess, unbalanced and shoddily thrown together. Although, quote, the vocals pull the song out of trouble. Um, which, you know, I guess, uh, aside from the stuff that we're going to talk about might be true. I mean, it's, you know, the, the song reminds me a lot of the who it's got, it's got some, um, Keith moon light drums. It sounds like Kenny Jones is trying to pull off. Yes. Keith moon that, which ironically like they're trying to pull off a who sound. It's got, you know, the, the jangly guitar, you know, it's, it's, um, kind of like shooting for substitute in a way. Right. But it doesn't sound like substitute. Just kind of trying to shoot for that. That era who, yeah. Where like, where um where what's his face p towns and started getting a hard on for acoustic guitar all the time doing a lot of 12 string stuff etc um meaty beady big and bouncy era i think is what you're suiting up but but ironically enough kenny jones went on to replace keith moon he played uh drums on that you better you better you bet stuff yeah yeah Yeah. um he he did a great job on it's just not keith moon right right and who can be no um the mandolin and violin players for this song are the same ones that play on Maggie May. Mm-hmm. Uh, he found them in a restaurant in London, uh, which is a great story. Which is really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, there's nothing I really need to um, explain to you uh, about Rod Stewart himself. We've already talked about him. Yeah, go back to episode 22 if you want to know about that. I mean, really, yeah. we went into detail. There are a lot of near rhymes in this song. But not. Yeah, the <laughs> near rhymes that are not near enough in this humble narrator's opinion. Not at all. Um, inferior in mirror. <laughs> Attraction and sanction. Um, it's just, it, it, it's, it, it, the song is a mess. Yes. It's a total mess. It is a complete fucking mess. And, um, you know, people ate it up. 
it was definitely released as a single. Uh, I think it was the third one on this record. Yeah. Um, described as Ron Wood and Rod Stewart's finest hour, happy lads wearing their hearts on their sleeves. I don't know about that. Music critic Greel Marcus regards the song as, quote, Rod Stewart's greatest performance. What? Do not know how you can say that. I I have no idea where that guy got that from at all. He His finest performance, in my opinion, is on the same record. Yeah. Maggie May. Yeah. Maggie May is just a is I'm sure most of you have heard it. Through. It's an unbelievable song. Same people playing uh mandolin on it, the same ones that he found. Um a fantastic song and a bunch of really great songs on the record. I mean, really, really good songs on this record. He, they do a, what I consider to be it's like a slide version, Ronnie Wood doing a slide version of the guitar at the beginning of That's All Right. It's a cover of the Big Mama Thornton. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all right. Um, obviously, Maggie May and another great song Rod Stewart sings on "I Know I'm Losing You." That if you pay attention to, you can hear exactly why the Rolling Stones picked up Ron Wood to replace Mick Taylor. Yeah, it's that song is very Stones esque, and it's and the guitars on it are way Keith Richardsy. Yeah, and really good. They're yeah. really really good. Like it's Ron a great Wood a lot. Yeah, Ronnie yeah. Wood's great. It's he gets great forgotten about a lot. He does. And I mean, he pulled heavy weight in The Stones. Uh, not the heaviest weight, of course, no. but he, he, he pulled some heavy weight in The Stones and pulls well, it's been some heavy like weight in The Stones and The Faces. I mean, and the faces. two great fucking bands. And can I add? Please. Can I add one final thing? I think what is probably, I'm going to guess, I'm going to go out on a limb here, one of your favorite songs, maybe of all time. Um, uh, everybody always used to say, oh, that Faces song. Um, I wish that I know what I knew now when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, you know, is not Rod Stewart singing. Oh, really? It is Ronnie fucking Wood singing. Holy that song. shit. Yeah. And it, that is just such a anybody out there that's seen Rushmore or if you've been like us oh, and yeah. seen it a thousand times because it's one of the greatest movies ever. Um, the end of that movie is just a curtain dropping on a, on all the characters dancing. And you hear Ronnie Wood's beautiful voice sing about I wish you know, that. I knew what I know now when I was younger. So good. Oh, that's great. Um, I, I misspoke. So apparently uh, in a live version uh, that was recorded in 1992, 21 years after the original album uh, version was released, they skipped a complete verse. Um, and I think you probably know was it um, the one where it is. We'll, yeah. we'll come back. We'll, to it, yeah. we'll get back to that. Um, before we start with the lyrics. <laughs> All music critic Denise Sullivan commented that some of the lyrics are racist and sexist and that the song, quote, is a real nugget from a brief period in time when rock singers didn't worry about what it meant to be rude. In fact, the ruder and cruder, the better. Hmm. The good old days, Mark? Uh, Yeah, I think she might be using that loosely. Yeah, maybe. Um, And with that, let's go ahead and... uh, Get started, Mark. Yes, you're gonna you're gonna play you're gonna you're gonna go over some lyrics, and when you do, they're gonna try and line up, which it's gonna be difficult on this one with what is playing. But I just want you. I'm hoping that you'll do it. I, I don't mean to give you more to do in post, but just play a few seconds of that opening guitar riff that is just mm-hmm. all over the goddamn place. Yes, I hope it's we're behind Cocaine my voice. Cocaine and right. alcohol fueled. <laughs> okay, um, and then for sure. Uh, and then we get that little, th- and then we just get a squam. <laughs> 
Spend some time feeling inferior. Standing in front of my mirror. Combed my hair in a thousand ways. But I came out looking just the same. Daddy said, son, you better see the world. I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to leave. But remember one thing, don't lose your head. And Seth, to a woman that'll spend your bread. So I got out. Woo. Daddy's words. There's daddy. They ring so true. Here comes daddy. Don't get caught up. Hey. Don't get caught up in something that's going to take, that's going to empty your bank account. Thanks, dad. Now, when we first got this song, I said, let me see what the, what all the fuss is about. And I, and I looked around specifically for the line that we'll mm-hmm. talk about. The line. The line. Yeah. And I was like, it's all the way down here. Well, what about these other verses? And we got shit to work with. Got, yeah. Just right immediately. <laughs> it's there. Um, so, I mean. I do. I have to say that the, the spent some time feeling in, inferior. Um, the the opening lyric to the song. I think Mark between me and you that that's pretty, that's pretty um, transparent and actually not a bad way to start a song. No, not a bad way. No, it's yeah. clever. Yeah, it's self deprecating. In this song, it kind of sounds good. Yeah, and, some, and all the bad in a way. As he quickly tries to. <laughs> start right when everybody else is starting right it very much has a garage band feel where like we're not going to click in we're just going to try like you, you i picture like the drummer with his sticks up yeah doing the thing with his eyebrows like are you like, ready are we, is this and then we're... like it's uh, <laughs> like spend some time. <laughs> like well everybody's like holy shit we're doing this now yeah. okay this is happening okay um, but we'll of get course, on, on the meter another next verse or next line. Of course, the inferior is immediately bastardized by trying to rhyme that with mirror. Yeah, well, he immediately you know throws himself back up. Yeah, know, jumping in front of the mirror. Yeah, and I mean it's also kind of hard to uh, even if he's not talking about himself, though he seems to have a thing about talking about daddy. So you can't Maggie really, May. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And the different things going on with him and daddy. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard not seeing this as being semi-autobiographical. Um, talking about his hair, um, combing his hair in a thousand ways, but it coming out looking, he, he came out looking the same. Well, it's just your hair. <laughs> when you click on the genius annotation oh, yes. for this, it immediately pops up the picture of the well, the classic Rod Stewart that we've all known that we've all known and seen the '80s Rod Stewart with the hair standing straight up, not the faces Rod Stewart with the uh, with the old uh, what is it Prince Valiant style haircut, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's not that. It's it's the one, and and all you have to do is look at those two pictures, and you don't even have to put a line in the song to know that this guy spends a lot of time on his hair, looking like the uh, the vulture from cartoons saying. My mama told me to get to something for dinner, dinner. <laughs> with the with the bowl cut. Bringing home a baby, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so his dad, of course, seeing that he's messing with his hair and feeling inferior because he isn't sexy enough, as someone who's been cro- proclaimed as one of the world's sexiest men, says, "What you need to do is leave here and go around the world," which seems like a pretty drastic, <laughs> like I'm. 
feeling inferior in front of the mirror. I'm messing around with my hair, and his dad's like, "Get the fuck out and go across the country." Yeah, I'm what out are you of doing country with all that product, kid? Get right. out of the bathroom. Yeah, go see the world. Get out of here. I mean, maybe it's just hyperbole, but it is. It is a little bit over the top. He's like, you know, hey. Well, it's also kind of funny that he says. You better see the world. I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to leave. And it's like, well, he didn't say he wanted to right. leave. Like, you're pushing the him to leave. And then you're saying, on... you got to get the hell out of here. Look, I don't blame you. Right. It's like, I don't blame you for what? You, you told me to leave. You wanted me to go. Why I'm looking you... in the mirror. Are we assessing blame now? Yeah. yeah I'm going to be sleeping with strange. a fucking woman in a couple songs here. I'm going to steal your pool cue. Yeah. And uh, that's how I'm going to make my living. And you're not going to know about it. Exactly. Um, but remember one thing. Don't lose your head. Yeah. You know, as he tells this to him as he's, you know, showering his head with Aquanet. And this is one of, and this is one of the things where he's like, don't lose your head. And I was like, yeah. And then he's like, to a woman who will spin your bread. I was like, oh, okay. Well, oh, yeah. I thought it was actually good advice there for a minute. But <laughs> exactly. Go ahead and lose your head. Just not to a woman who uh, that will spend will spend all your this bread. This is the first real picture of chauvinism in the song. I mean, the real clear one in that, you know, obviously this might be where, uh, you know, he gets it from. Dad is the one out telling him there that, oh, don't worry, all women are gold diggers, essentially. Right. You know, that's, yeah. that's where it, that's what it all boils yeah, down Yeah, best to. of luck finding one that isn't. So he got out. Um, so, yeah. So he got out. Woo. Woo. Yeah. Uh, we got some more loosey-goosey um, guitar playing and uh, just all-around rollicking. Paris was a Mark, place... You ready to travel the world? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Paris was a place you could hide away if you felt you didn't fit in. The French police wouldn't give me no peace. They claimed I was a nasty person. Down along the left bank, minding my own, woo, was knocked down by a human stampede, got arrested for inciting a peaceful riot, when all I wanted was a cup of tea, I was accused. Woo. I moved on. And then, yes, um, and then and then I moved on. That was all he needed Paris for, was to go there and do whatever the fuck this is mm, in this song. Yeah, this is, um, I, 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 don't, I don't quite get what the hell is going on, other than the fact that he just wanted a cup of tea, and it broke out in a riot? Seth, I don't think anyone knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, um, I think he is just like, well, I need to say that I'm going somewhere. I guess I'll say... Paris is close. Paris is nice. Yeah. Um, um, I, 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 don't, I don't know what's supposed to be going on here. It's okay. I'm guessing... He, if you felt you didn't fit in. So back at home, I guess he didn't fit in. You know, his hair wouldn't do what it wanted, what he wanted it to, and he's got to get out of there because everybody else's hair is doing the right thing. And Dad wants him to leave. Well, so. he says that Paris is a place you can hide away if you felt you didn't fit in. Where you didn't fit in where? Anywhere else in the world? In Paris? Back at Just home, in general? I guess. What is it about Paris that makes it so you feel comfortable there if you don't fit in? What is it about Paris in particular that works well for you? It's the berets. And it's got to be, it's and it's got to be the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the outdoor houses, cafes, yeah, the baguettes. <laughs> I think you and I are on the same page. 
Um, and, Robin, Robin. and I mean, you know, the French police uh, wouldn't give him no peace. They claimed he was a nasty person. Look, I'm no police apologist, but they're probably right here. And yeah, I mean, and I don't know what he means by nasty person. It's such a vague way to put it. You can just picture them with their night, night billy clubs, you know, there's that racist. <laughs> now, I think what he's trying to say next here. Down along the left bank, minding my own, was knocked down by a human stampede, got arrested for inciting a peaceful riot when all I wanted was a cup of tea. I think he's trying to say that he went to go get tea and people were so horny about him or so turned out that they started running toward him. At this point in his career, when this came out, which is like 73, people know who he is at this point. Well, so again, maybe. now... now are, are we are we because I don't want to look I don't know about you I don't want to feel the wrath of Matt Hoffman oh so I don't know if what we're dealing with here is that we have we're to. trying to assume that this is that this is Mr. Stewart or if this is like a semi-biographical thing a semi-autobiographical thing if if we're led to believe that this is Rod Stewart talking about himself in which he's going to be using some very iffy language. I'm, I'm, I'm completely on board with the idea that he is singing about himself. I think so, too. I think uh, it's Rod Stewart. He obviously is going to be thinking about himself a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I think that he's saying people were horny for me and famous, uh, you know, that I was famous and that I was just trying to have a cup of tea and all these people came and knocked me over. And all of a sudden, a peaceful riot broke out. Yeah. Very much an oxymoron. A bad one, I might add. Yeah, and the French and the Paris police thought I was a nasty person because, well, maybe some of the stuff that he says later on in the song, uh, maybe he used that language before they knew it. Yeah. I don't know. This is the result. Yeah, it's the absolutely. one the French police wouldn't give him no peace. It's the one time he actually successfully rhymed something. Well, there was that one bit in the first verse, but uh, it's just it, it. They don't nothing rhymes. It's just completely free form, except for those two little lines. Yeah, it's he tries. Strange. It's strange. Down in Rome, I wasn't getting enough of the things that keep a young man alive. My body stunk, but I kept my funk. Woo. At a time when I was right out of luck. Getting desperate, indeed I was. Uh, looking like a tourist attraction. Oh my dear, I better get out of here. For the Vatican don't give no sanction. I wasn't ready for that. No, no. <laughs> for the Vatican don't give no sanction? That is, I, he does not know what the fuck he's talking about. No. That doesn't make any sense at all. That makes, that's the, the like the dumbest line in the song, the, for the Vatican don't give no sanction. Not only is it a du double negative, but I don't even think he knows what a sanction is. And I think that he did, in fact, put that in there to try and rhyme it with tourist attraction. Which is, which is ludicrous. Is absolutely out of his mind. Oh, God. Down in Rome, I wasn't getting enough, which we know it's Rod Stewart. He His uh, his uh, parts need to be satiated. Well, he wasn't getting enough so of the, the things that keep a young man alive. Mm -hmm. Wink, wink. Winky. Yeah, Winky. He, wasn't, he wasn't fucking. Yeah, he wasn't getting the 
the little the pocketbook, the hot dog warmer. <laughs> he wasn't getting enough of it. Um, but his body stunk. Um, his body stunk, and he kept his funk. But he kept his funk. He wants you to know. I, I don't know what the fuck. Like, is he Parliament all of a sudden? What I don't the know. Hell? I don't know what the fuck this is supposed to I mean. Don't either. My body stunk, but I kept my funk. When I think of funk, I mean, aside from like the music, etc., I think of like being stinky. Well, yeah. I mean, so it's yes. like you're so, I mean, so he's I being guess, redundant. I guess he's trying to say that, uh, I, I guess. He, I, I don't know. Try what the and fuck put it, it together, means. Mark. I don't either. <laughs> but I kept my funk. I, do you think maybe he's trying to say my mojo? Uh, maybe. Maybe he's like. But why in the fuck does he stink? Take a shower. You know, two African American words together, funk and mojo, and he just got them mixed up. And he wants to try and make things rhyme because he's completely failed throughout the rest of the song. That very well could be. I think that's what's happening. Uh, at a time when I was right out of luck. Um, and I love this line that sounds like Yoda. Getting desperate? Indeed <laughs> I was. <laughs> I don't know why he had to say like that, mm. but, you know, for whatever reason, he felt that that was necessary. And looking like a tourist attraction? I think maybe he's trying to say he stands out in Rome in the 1970s. I think maybe that's what he's trying to say. I, and it's a bad way of saying it. I mean, obviously, he's not like a Ferris wheel or a portion of a theme park or, you know, or you know, uh, like a, a freaking parasailing tour or something like that. I think he's trying to say I'm I'm something to look at. You know, I, I've peop- I, I stand out just very, very once again, very badly, very badly. Yeah, I think that I think he's trying to say that he is attractive well yeah again yeah it's rod stewart mark well i mean if again if this is him or whatever the character is i think he's he's trying to say um that even though his body fucking stinks that uh people are looking forward to giving him uh giving him sex giving him the thing that every young man wants but oh my dear he better get out of here um, for the Vatican, don't give no sanction. I, I, I don't want to read for the Vatican, don't give no sanction ever again in my life. Yeah, that I is think it's the worst now, grammar. Do you think it's and... supposed to be F O R? Do you think it's supposed to be like before? Uh, is it supposed to be for the Vatican, don't give no sanction? Or is it just supposed to be before? I've been getting it out here before. before. Yeah, yeah, like don't give no. It's just, it's so stupid. It's so bad. Um, All right. But of course, he's getting out of there and he is immediately heading off to. Race town, yeah. I mean, this is where this is where we're this is what we're here for, sort of. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he uh, lets you know he moved right out east. Yeah. On the Peking ferry, I was feeling merry, sailing on my way back here. I fell in love with a slit-eyed lady by the light of an eastern moon. Shanghai Lil never used the pill. She claimed that it just ain't natural. She took me up on deck and bit my neck. Oh, people, I was glad I found her. Oh, yes, I was glad I found her. Woohoo. 
Oh god. Um I'm still just as blown away by it now as I, I was when I first saw it. I really am too. I I really am. It's just And you would think that people that were living in Europe would have been a little bit more wise to not say stuff like this. They don't have those flags on trucks like we do. <laughs> like I know it was the nineteen seventies. I get it. Yeah. But Jesus fucking There's, Christ. Even Rod. back then I think there was no excuse for this one, Mark. I'm serious. I don't think there was. I think a lot of people would overlook it, you know. Well, a lot of people in America would overlook it, but back then, you're right. I think that European sensibilities would prevail and say, that's, that's, that's just some really horrible shit, Rod. And not only is it demeaning racially, to me, fell in love with a slit-eyed lady just is... is um, that's how you're describing this woman who you might wind up making a kid with because mm-hmm. she claims the pill's not natural. You know. Oh, are you that, talking that, about Shanghai Lil? Shanghai Lil. Even her name had to be. It's like. Oh, my. It, I mean, this is like the uh, this is getting the extreme treatment of um, I do not know what it means to, you know, just give someone a name. It's like it's from the 30s or something. Yeah. It's, and it I mean, really it's is. another one of those like. I, you know, look, I'm not pretending to be a man of the world. I don't know that Lil sounds like an Asian name. It sounds like he just did it to rhyme it with pill. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, I'll just put Shanghai in front of it. That's my Rod Stewart voice. But he was on a Peking ferry, Mark. Well, yeah, I mean, we absolutely. got to do the math here. Yeah. Um, and he was feeling merry. Yeah. Sailing on his way back here. It I'm just, guessing that's back to England. It just it, it breaks down the person that he is ultimately going to, well, we, you and I both know, use as a receptacle mm. um, into just its base. Just what does she look like? You know, not is there any substance to her What are the chances that Rod Stewart's wearing a condom? Oh, in 1973, 72, 70, zero. Absolutely yeah, zero. No it's everything's on the woman back then. We all know that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Not much has changed for a lot <laughs> of people. Not a lot has changed, no. Not a lot has changed for most people. Um. Uh, she took him up on deck and bit his neck. Mm. Does sound rather appealing, but um, but the why did she have to bring him on deck to bite his neck? Don't you feel like being up on deck is where most people probably are? I don't think Rod Stewart would have one problem with the world seeing him do this. Oh no, no I don't think no. he would. It just sounds very, very strange to be is. like, "Hold on, come with me. I can't bite your neck wherever we are." Yeah, we can't do let's this. In let the, me let me take the you engine to department. another place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me take you somewhere else when I'm going to bite your neck. Yeah. Let's do this up by the light of the Peking moon. And then, of course, you know, if uh, it, the most obvious line of all, "Oh, people, I was glad I found her." Yeah, well, no shit. Some fucking woman who's biting your neck. And is into raw dog. This is a guy that just has had everything handed to him, and it's just, oh, people, I was glad I found it. Yeah, of course you were. You don't, you're not like the rest of us. Yeah, what an absolute shock. Um, then he uh, very politely asked you to wait a minute. <laughs> I firmly believed that I didn't need anyone but me. I sincerely thought I was so complete... These backing vocals. Look how wrong you can be. The women I've known, I wouldn't let tie my shoe. 
they wouldn't give you the time of day. But the slit-eyed lady knocked me off my feet. God, I was glad I found her. And if they had the words I could tell to you to help you on the way down the road, I couldn't quote you no Dickens, Shelley, or Keats. Because it's all been said before. Make the best out of the bad, just laugh it off. Ha! You didn't have to come here anyway. So remember, every picture tells a story, don't it? Every picture tells a story, don't it? Ad nauseum. Over and over and over and over. Way too many. 24 times. I guess making up for the fact that we don't say it at all in the fucking song. With a couple of woos sprinkled in. <coughs> you want to hear him say it? You got to wait till the end. Yeah, yeah. And you'll get your fill, my friend. Don't now, you worry. Just like the opening lines to the song, the first three lines of this fifth verse give you maybe a little bit of introspection, maybe a little bit of self-awareness. At least that's what you think you're getting. Absolutely. Um, but then great all lines. of a sudden, uh, great harmonies, you think? No, I said great lines. Oh, great lines. Yeah, Not yeah. terrible lines. Harmonies are horrible. I'm yeah. sorry, they're really, well, really... Well, I mean, uh, yeah. I, the well, backup vocals on this song are there's, atrocious. There's no harmonies, really. There's no harmonizing. It's just singing the same thing as him an octave up. If they're screaming. And just going wild. Yeah, yeah they're totally screaming. It's, it feels like it's go. It's trying to. It's missing the mark on what it's trying to do, um, which is, I think, be really The overarching soulful. theme of the song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but instead it sounds just fucking wild. So the first three lines of introspection, and then all of a sudden the woman I've known, woman I've known... I wouldn't let tie my shoe. Yeah, these next two lines kind of... It's its so shitty. It's definitely shitty. Yeah. Um, that is a shitty line. But then the next line he says, they wouldn't give you the time of day. Well, so what's going on? Because at first he makes it sound like, fuck them. They're pieces of shit. And then he's like, they think I'm a piece of shit. And it's like... Okay, so I mean, isn't that just kind of like a little quid pro quo? Like, no one's letting anyone tie tie anyone's shoes. I don't really because he's running around getting Asian women pregnant and leaving. Well, I I mean, mean, I think he's never met an Asian woman before this. I dude, dollars to donuts. He calls them Orientals, and he probably still does (laughs) to this fucking day. I can guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, when we gonna go to the when we gonna go to Asia so I can hang out some Orientals. Every time you think that there's a little bit Ugh. of awareness, it just it's gone. It's completely gone. Um I just I, I just it, it that is something that I do find somewhat interesting is that every once in a while you get these words of you know that, that you think there's some awareness in him, but then it immediately gets shot down with I wouldn't let these women tie my shoe. You know, he started in a, a, a because he was such an attraction in Rome they had to kick him out because he caused a riot because people wanted to look at him. You know, they had he had to leave Paris. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he he gets, you know, this the attention from this woman who he essentially talks down and just, you know, refers to as, you know, every other uh, <clears throat> racist stereotype that we could think of. He just refers to her in the song. And now he gets here, and the women I've known, wouldn't I wouldn't let tie my show. Well, uh, shoe. Shoe, and, and shoe. I, I, sh- I should also, it's a really big shoe. <laughs> I should also mention that we know her name, right? Yeah, Shanghai Lil, or like, Lil. Let's I mean, just say yeah, Lil. We could yeah. just say fucking Lil. Yeah. And I mean... 
maybe she uh, look i'll even say maybe she goes by shanghai lil maybe that's her fucking nickname that her friends call her but do we need to refer to her as a slit-eyed lady multiple times and you say it once then you say your name but then later on the song you're like you know look i've had i've had my trouble with women but man this slit-eyed lady knocks him all over again knocks him off his feet and it's almost like he can't believe an asian woman did this to him he's like out of all the things in the world that could have like out of all the women that could have really done a number on me and worked me over it was it was an asian woman i couldn't believe it all along he was so glad he found her he mentioned it twice yeah i mean it's he was so happy about her i mean do you think he'd get to know a little bit more than just you know what her eyes look like jesus and now this next line I want to see what your gauge is here. And if they had the words I could tell to you to help you on the way down the road, who is they? I think is it just like a royal they? No, I think he's talking about, uh, I couldn't quote you no Dickens, which I hate that freaking grammar, uh, Dickens, <laughs> Shelley, or Keats. Okay, gotcha. Who would collectively beat his ass over this song, over the poetry in this goddamn song. It's awful. Um, yeah, this these four lines, and if they had the words I could tell to you to help you on the way down the road, I couldn't quote you no Dickens, Shelley, or Keats, because it's all been said before. Well, that is what quoting them would be, is saying it before. <laughs> That's what a quote is. It's words <laughs> exactly. that have been said before. So you exactly. could quote them because it's been said before. That's the whole purpose of quoting something. These four lines in particular, though not racist or misogynistic in any way, thank Christ, we get a break from that, are just clumsy and clunky and and wannabe poetry that is just dumb. I think he's trying to say something. Oh, he's trying very hard. He's trying to get some message. He's making a concerted effort. He's trying very hard. But like the music, it's just a mess. He's not getting there. Mm. Yeah. Um, Make the best out of the bad. Just laugh it off. Hey. That's good advice. Lemonade. Yeah. yeah. Um, you didn't have to come here anyway. Now, who the fuck is that about? I have no idea. What the hell? That's another line that seems to be coming out of fucking nowhere. Is he talking to himself? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't... I, I, I don't understand what what that's... It's almost like it's from another song. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand what that ending... I mean... This is the first the, one on the, the record. Make the, best out, album to make the best out of the bad and just laugh it off. Is, is good advice, but who who is that to? It, it sounds like there's someone that's complaining to him, but we don't know who the fuck it is. He's just like, hey, make the best. Of it. It's like, well, what are you talking? Yeah, I mean, you're just talking about romping around to fuck people, getting stinky, and then leaving Rome and finding an Asian woman and being like, I'm so lucky I found her. Because you apparently found her. Rod is just like uh, Reagan in The Exorcist and his head's spinning and he's just vomiting out lyrics that just make no fucking, you know. And to be completely frank with you, what the fuck does every picture tells a story have to do with anything in this fucking God, I, song? I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. There, there. I mean, he's he's painting essentially five bad pictures. Yeah. With no context, with no frame of reference at all. That, v- lyrically right but then uh, uh, how, what story are we supposed to derive from these awful pictures i have no idea i don't either and i mean every picture tells a story 
I mean, when I think of that terminology, when I think of every picture tells a story, okay, so what the fuck, like, uh, you know, what the fuck does it have to do with anything going on in this fucking song? No frame of reference. When you go to a, a, a museum or an art gallery, you can look at a picture and derive something from right. it. You yeah. can. <laughs> Quite literally, very, very, very little we have to work with on all five verses. There's nothing. So, I yeah. mean, every picture tells a story. Yep. Yeah. You look at a picture and you and you you get something from it and you can feel an well, artist's pain. Let's and let's do et cetera. Look, look back for a second and say verse four. He does paint a picture of he's in Peking on a ferry. And of course, he uses the horrible words, but he does describe a situation you know, can't doesn't use the pill she took him up. Okay, he painted a picture in that verse. It just so happens to be the verse that also brings the whole thing down and demeans the person that he's doing things with in the worst possible ways. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, yeah, I just I don't. Other than think, that, the rest is complete. I, shit. I feel like I feel like I feel like it's a situation where he's like. I really like, like someone said, you know, every picture tells a story. Like he went to go get some meat at the deli and, you know, he was like, hey, man, this place looks great. This is really cool. And the guy's like, yep. And like some conversation led to the to the to the butcher saying, well, every picture tells a story. He's like, that's great. I'm going to use it. And he was like, what the fuck does it mean? He's like, I don't know. I'm going to write a song about me going around to different places in the world and stinking bad and not being able to fuck and then finding some woman in Asia to fuck, and ha- I'm going to call her racist things, and I'm going to talk about how I got back home, and I'm lucky, and then I'm going to end some line with some lines that have nothing to do with anything. Well, you did a very good job of explaining or painting a picture of this story. Yeah. That is no story. Yeah, yeah. It went nowhere. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's very fucking weird. Mark, let's try and extrapolate some meaning out of this. Um, I don't know that it can be done by Seth. the words of others. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you. Um, so the song facts is pretty funny. Um, it is the place where I read that. Uh, he says every picture tells a story. Don't it 24 times. <laughs> um, the May 1995 issue of Mojo. Um, he said, I can remember the buildup. You know what the song's about. Your early teenage life when you're leaving home and you're exploring the world for yourself. Ronnie and I rehearsed around my house at Muswell Hill and recorded in the next recorded it the next day. And then with some some harsh words to the music industry these days, that whole album was done in 10 days, two weeks, about as long as it takes to get a drum sound right nowadays. Ooh. I'm so glad to see that Rod's got it all figured out yeah. and the rest of us just to have to, you know, take his droppings and leavings and, and work with them. We're all just characters in Rod's story. Exactly. You know, he, you know, he knows that back then you could record an album in 10 days. These days, it's just enough to get a shitty drum sound and one of your art house pop bands. The, the, the production is so bad on this song. It though. sounds I like mean, shit, Rod. You, you know what? Make it 12 days and fucking re-record the song so it doesn't sound like ass. Actually, make a, make an extra day and fucking take out Slit-Eyed Lady from the song the two or three times it's in. Get a real engineer. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's so funny. Song meanings. Absolutely. This music is leaps and bounds above his later stuff. Did this guy not listen to the actual song? 
I mean, the, yeah, he. I, I hate to say this, but Rod did some halfway decent shit in the '80s, in my opinion. I don't think he was that terrible. Um, you know, it's it's much more commercial sounding. Um, I do like the faces better overall, but just say this music as in this record, not this song. This is the worst song on the record. Yeah, and it was used on the um, the soundtrack for Almost Famous. Mm. Um, I guess because they're traveling around or whatnot. I haven't seen Almost Famous in a long time. It was they were probably funky on the bus. Oh, I'm sure <clears throat> there was a lot of funk going around. I bet. Um, I don't want to talk about this song anymore. It makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> how do you? Well, I can, if it you... makes you feel any better, Mark, there's a whole there's four people that have all completely gotten everything wrong about this song. Oh, um, so I... there's some complete. There's just some total boobs. Uh, my favorite song that wasn't with the faces. This song was with the faces. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's a shame that it had to ruin such a tender song by using racist slurs. Well, right, there's right. one person that's got their shit together. So yeah, you're right. It, we're done. We don't have to talk about. It. You want to go talk about other? We could. If anybody out there wants to get together and talk about good songs, Rod it, Stewart did some. Oh there's yeah. Some, but uh, uh, yeah. this damn sure. As a matter of fact. After all this, after all we've gone through and all the things that we've done for this song, this might be one, like one of the worst ones, and I used to think it was okay. Yeah, it's really, no, it's... really, you know, as paying attention to it as, you know, I used to just look at it as a cool little garage rock song. No, this song's shit. Yeah, yeah. this song is pretty, uh, pretty fucking stupid. Mm. How would you rate it on a creep factor? Of way high. Um, <clears throat> last week I gave up a, a 7.8 to all that she wants, and that overall had to do with how the song sounded and the words that went along with it and, and just the feeling that, that, that when, when I heard that song, it kind of made me shiver. Um, this one, um, I think I'm a little bit numb now these days to Rod Stewart because back on episode 22, we were in such shock over what he was saying um, to the subject um, of his desires in, uh, in that song. Um, which one was it? Um, are you talking about um, uh, oh, Jesus. Tonight's, tonight. tonight's Tonight? Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like I'm numbed. I think I feel like I've, I've grown a, a thicker skin when it comes to this. Um, it's not as bad as that. I'm going to give it because of uh, the, the real problem is just with the racism. The misogyny is bad enough. Creepy. Yeah, it's still creepy. Um, creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. It's creepy, but not like the last one. Not like uh, Tonight's the Night. I'm going to give it a solid 5.6. No. 6.0. Okay. 6.0. I'd say that's fair. Um, creepy. Creepy. Um, would I describe this song as creepy? Um, I'd say it's awful in a lot of ways. I don't know how creepy it is. Him talking about raw dogging somebody is a little weird. Mm. Um, I'll give it a five, seven. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you initially gave it? Five, six, but five, yeah. six. Yeah. I think the five, six, five, seven area is good. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with what we know about Rod from past. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I, I always describe it as like when, uh, when you're, when you're, <laughs> when you're in court and someone says some fucked up shit and they're like, strike that, that'll be stricken. And they go to the, the jury and they go, now you can't. And you know you have nobody's to act, forgetting You have that to shit. act like you didn't hear that. It's like, no, no. <laughs> no I'm going to remember that you told me this guy fucked a raw onion. 
<laughs> I cannot not remember that. Yeah, Sorry. Absolutely. Like all of my fucking thoughts are going to be centered around the fact that someone told me this guy fucked a raw onion. I'll never be the same in the produce aisle again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm I'm going to look at a bag of Vidalia onions and get a half chub a at least from yeah. here on out. <laughs> Seth. What's the next one, Mark? What are we doing? Next up, we're going to do a song that you sent me the other day. And I was like, who? We've got to do this. Holy Wait, shit. I sent you two. You sent me two. It's one of them. Which one? We're going to do Honey by I'm, Mariah Carey. I'm sorry, Jennifer. Uh, yeah, this is going to be yeah, another one. <laughs> Um, this song should have another title and I'm not going to yes, talk it about should. it now. Um, but honey is, does not seem like what she is talking about. No, it doesn't. Um, so make sure you listen to honey by Mariah Carey. Please follow us on the social medias. Um, we don't have much in the way of social media because we are, I'm behind busy men. Yeah. Um, but we have an Instagram that you can like and follow. I'll get caught up. We also it. have a Facebook group. Just search for lyrics to go T O. We're not doing the number two in there. Or you can email us at lyrics to go pod at Google at or gmail.com. Gmail. Mm-hmm. I'm sounding officially like an old person yeah. at Google mail.com. <laughs> um, so listen to honey by, by Mariah Carey and see if you can figure out what it sounds like. Yeah, she's, pay, she's actually talking about pay attention to the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so go listen to that. Watch the music video. I'm sure there's one and I'm sure it's horny as fuck. It's actually pretty good. Uh, well, yeah, it's I, got Mariah Carey in it. I so liked it. I, bl- I, I, give I it two thumbs up. Do not blame you. Yeah. Have three thumbs up. Yes. Uh, and we will be me back. and Nick Cannon. Give it four thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we will be back on Monday with more lyrics to go. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>